The Go Radio Football Show. The countdown to the new season is underway. Let's go! And the headline just after five o'clock, Paul Cooney here with the Celtic legend Peter Grant. Peter, Jota, we understand, is set to leave. You won't see him again playing for Celtic. He's off to the Middle East. The deal has pretty much been done with Al Itihad in Jeddah and he's going for uh, the Petro Dollars. Are you surprised that Jota's leaving at 24? Yes, I am, and disappointed, but you can't, Paul, when you're talking about the monies you're talking about now, if you're talking about £25 million, you're talking about £10 million a year for the player, it's very, very difficult. I'm disappointed because it's not one of the big leagues. If you lose him in England, which is predominantly the, the biggest league, everybody says, but when you see the money that's getting wrapped about, it's impossible for the club and for the player probably to knock back. And it's no longer players necessarily like Ronaldo. Amazing players, but towards the end of the career, Ruben Neves the other day, yeah. and now Jota. Well, that's my worry. You know, like say Neves, I love him as a player. Yeah. I think he's a top quality player. Could play the top league in England, absolutely no doubt, with one of the top sides. Seeing these players go is very, very disappointing because we all want to see these guys playing in the top leagues in the Champions League, which is predominantly known as the best competition. You want to see them all playing in it and it's disappointing to lose them. And um, that's no disrespect, Saudi Arabia, whatever. I don't want him to go out of the country. You want to see them week in, week out playing against the best and going out there, as you say, it used to be a, a retirement home. That just doesn't seem to be the way it's going to be. They're just going to throw money time and time again at everyone. Celtic fans, what are you thinking? Jota, it'll be announced soon. We understand the deal has been pretty much done. He's going to be heading to Saudi Arabia. 08, 08, 17, 17, 700. We've got, well, lots of news today. Marco Tilio, the deal's done as well. And uh, Aaron Moy, we talked about him a few days ago and he's retiring all too early. Over at Rangers... Cyril Desers, the deal looks to be on the Cremonese star. Striker could be in his way. It looks as though he's coming to Ibrox. Well, I said they've needed a number nine and that's what he's predominantly going to be because I think they were saying a, number, a lot of number tens that could, or people could play in that ten position. You know, listen, to be fair to Michael, he's been out there, he's, was that his eighth signing? I'm not sure since he came in, really. That's right, yes, you know? six of the summer, eighth yeah, all in. Yeah, yeah, so you're looking at it now and you're thinking, well, he, hasn't, he knew he had to make changes, he had to make the group stronger as well. And now it'll be interesting to see the ones that's going to go out the door. Transfer Roundup on the Go Radio Football Show with CSD Air Conditioning. Contact them today for air conditioning, servicing and repairs. Paul Cooney with Peter Grant here from the Gorble Zone, Glasgow Zone, Go Radio. We were with some great people last night, Peter, and many of them were asking for you. I'll talk about that later on the programme. And we're also going to speak to the son of a very special man that Partick Thistle and the family all lost during COVID. Uh, Kevin is going to be joining us, speaking about his dad, Paul Kelly, a wee bit later on the programme. And there's a big tournament going on at Peter's Hill, and he's going to tell us more about it. The football never stops. And as you know, this morning, we got the fixtures list. You looked at it immediately, Peter. What did you think of it? Rangers going to Kilmarnock, Celtic at lunchtime uh, at home to Ross County. Listen, I think you're looking at the top two all the time and you're thinking, who's got the fixtures? Then you look at the, the bounce on after that. Who do they play next? Have they got two tough games away at a certain period? And when you look through the full fixture list, I look at it and I think, mm, Rangers looks a little bit you know, more balanced than Celtics does. You know, yeah. If you look at it, you know, Celtic have got a couple of tough ones away at the same time or, or the week after the week. And then Rangers, you're thinking, and then before the break, I know it's a long way away again, Rangers have got that one at Ibrox as well. So when it goes to the sixth week, sorry, when it goes to the last six, the top six, Rangers are the last fixture at home. And you always look at me things like Christmas, where do we play at Christmas? 
you know when is, it, is this a conspiracy theory? <laughs> no, no. Well, I was saying that to my pal this morning when <laughs> he was phoning me and letting me know that he was actually thinking it oh, well he said it's definitely been a Rangers man that's picked it you know so he was letting me know <laughs> that this morning Celtic start Ross County at home on the 5th of August Aberdeen away on the 12th St Johnson at home on the 26th and then they go to Ibrox of course Sunday September the 3rd and, and then of course there's the international Cyprus against Scotland and Scotland against England and Celtic at Dundee after that Rangers they start on Saturday the 5th um, they're away at Kilmarnock, as you mentioned. They're at Livy at home, Ross County away, and then Celtic at Ibrox. So it's going to be some start to the season. What are you thinking, Rangers fans, or whatever your team is, how are you looking forward to this season? 08, 08, 17, 17, 700. So the transfer moments, Peter, it's got a lot of transfers in the next uh, half an hour or so. Um, Serial deserves. we talked about him a moment or two ago. Abdallah Sima was signing number... Six, wasn't he? Yeah. Um, what do you reckon about Sima? What do you know of him? The I've only forward. seen him a couple of times, you know, when he played in Europe. Was it Slavia yeah. or Sparta? Was, right. Slavia. Slavia. And he'd yeah. done very well. He had good movement. I thought he looked sharp and bright. And he, caught, he scored against Leicester, if I'm correct. correct. You know, as yep. well. You know, so I, I was quite impressed with him, actually. You know, so listen, it's great. If you've got good players coming with experience, playing in Europe and whatever, you're hoping the standard of Rangers go up. You hope the standard of Celtic go up. You know, that's why I'd like to see Jota moving on. OK, that, that opens the door for someone else. It means it gives them a lot of money to say, well, OK, let's, let's see what we could go and buy and how we can replace. And I think that they need to have done something different anyway because I think Brendan plays slightly different for Ange anyway. So there need to have been changes along the road anyway. But to get that type of money is phenomenal, especially when you only played six million for him last year. Yes, disappointed to see him go, but listen, the club and the player cannot back, knock back what they're getting offered there. Aaron Moy, we won't see him play again. It was a short period at Celtic, but my goodness, he made a big impact on that treble-winning team. Yeah, well, it's a shame for him because at the start, I, I really liked Aaron. I'd seen a lot of him down in England, especially when I was down there. And I, I really liked him as a player. I know it came at Celtic, it was a bit of a slow burner. Mm -hmm. I think it was a bit unfortunate because he hadn't played for a long time. But then when you, you seen him when he was fit and he was playing the matches, how good he was. You watched him in the World Cup, how good he was. You know, I thought he was excellent in the World Cup. And I'm really disappointed for him, you know, that he's decided to retire because in football terms, he's a young man, he looks a fit young man. But as we say, playing a lot of games, Paul, you never know that they could be carrying slight injuries, anything like that. And they just think, well, the body's not going to take it anymore. So, they, and I keep saying it to people, after you're a footballer, you've got a life with your family, you've got to be able to be physically sure. fit enough to look after them and enjoy them if you've got kids. And some people think, well, okay, I'm getting a bit close to that, I'll not be able to have that enjoyment. And you have to make a decision. Unfortunately, as I say for Aaron, as a young man, I'm delighted for him because people talk about him now, and I've said it before, mm -hmm. They talk about Aaron Moy Celtic. They don't talk about Huddersfield. <laughs> they don't talk about anybody else. They talk about Aaron Moy Celtic. It's and it's yeah. an incredible thing to go with. And he deserved that with his performances last year. I saw Ryan Kent said that, but his time at Rangers, uh, you know, he put an emotional message about his time. No matter where he goes, he said he'll take Rangers with him in his heart. Staying at Celtic at the moment, though, with the transfers, and we obviously wish Aaron Moy all the best. You'd hope he'd get a farewell to the fans at some point. You'll maybe come to a game before he heads on. Uh, with his life but he's not even 33 yet but it'd be very well received yeah. Paul no matter what for what he did last year he was a big part of it I'd, and I just say I've, as many times I say about Joe Hart Bibby's helped Callum around about that mm -hmm. you know yeah. that dress room that experience the game knowledge he's learned throughout the world and his performances by the way in the World Cup were outstanding yeah. yeah people uh, sat up and took notice of him so one Australian going out one coming in, a 21-year-old Marco Tilio. We've been speaking about it for days. It's happened today. He's got five caps, Peter, hasn't he, for Australia? Yeah. And the thing about him, you talk about players now, we're asking, is he a centre-forward, is he wide right, is he wide left? 
he's just a forward, you know, and they'll play this position now because sometimes you can play in a front three and they become three forwards together. Whereas we used to complain that they were only playing with one striker. Now, I always like people up the pitch anyway. I like forwards. You know, when you're playing with that one striker, you used to get coached when you were young kids. It was always the two strikers' movement. Now you're looking at it and you don't pigeonhole someone, you know, and I think it becomes the balance of the team then. You're looking at Celtic and you're saying, well, Jota's gone. Will they play on that left-hand side cutting in? You don't know. Abada, hopefully he's going to stay. I know people talk about him going, I'd like him to stay because I think he's a right goal-scoring threat. He's a young man as well. Didn't have to keep him now with Jota going? Yeah, I really like him anyway. Yeah. But unless, listen, you know, everywhere is the same. The money now. If Celtic offered Sally money for them, it'd be stupid for them not to take it because all of a sudden the player gets a, a grip of that. They want to go in. And that's why we said about the badge on the front is the most important thing and the name of the back will always change. Marco Tilio, he played for Sydney's hometown team and then he moved to Melbourne a couple of years ago and he's now coming to Glasgow. So uh, it's another signing in this closed season. Um, at Rangers then, we talked about him at the top of the programme, Cyril Deserves could be coming. Looks as though the deal is done. Um, Rangers now getting their business done quite early. Yeah, I think, listen, any manager will tell you they'd love to have all their players in uh, place for yeah. pre-season. I think Rangers started back today, if I'm correct. You know, so they're back today and you want every, as many players as you possibly can for going in your pre-season trip because the manager wants to get all these points across. You don't want to be going to the last minute dot com, which sometimes can happen financially and whatever. And there's certain players you can allow that to happen with because they know the role they're going to play. You know, I'm sure Michael wanted many bodies, what has he got, six, eight, eight or saying since he started. Yeah, uh, six this six, summer. Six yeah. in the summer. So you'll want to make sure that they go and understand what it is to play for Rangers first and foremost and that's difficult at first because you don't realise the pressure that comes along with that and then getting them together with a lot of group of players because there is a big mixture now used to be 20 boys in the squad for Scotland you know now all of a sudden it's all over the world we had a couple of foreigners in the later in my career and all of a sudden it changes everything because you're looking at want to look after them you want to go and visit them in a hotel they don't want to maybe sitting in their house themselves so you've sure. got to try and get all that mixture to make sure that their wives their kids everybody's happy so there's a lot goes to building a football team and I think that's why Michael try to get it done as quick as he possibly can How big do you feel this season is going to be for Michael Beale and for Brendan Rodgers? It's always massive <laughs> that never changes <laughs> as I said there's You've got to finish first. Yep. That's it. And then play well. Everybody will accept you playing well, disappointed. But as I say, you've got to finish first. And there's there's pressure on both for different reasons. And sometimes the, the Michael one comes down because he's had the period there. The, the pressure's on Brendan because of the way he left the last time. And people keep bringing that up. And then I think we should be delighted we've got somebody of his quality coming back. You know, that's what I think. And it's going to be interesting to see Michael now starting the race at the beginning. Then there can be no excuses for anyone. You say, well, this is okay. That we've put everything in place. This is what the team we have selected. This is the players that I brought in. And then everybody looks and listen. Some is tactical. As I said, I was really impressed with Raskin and Cantwell, which we knew Cantwell for a while. But I was impressed with the, the, the signings. Mm. And if these boys keep if you keep bringing in signings, like that, I'm sure the Rangers fans will be delighted. There's an update, Peter. In the last few minutes, Rangers have agreed a deal in principle for Serial deserves to come from Cremonese they were in Serie A they went down to B and he is coming it's pretty much done then isn't it yeah well I've seen them a few times last year because I was interested in watching young back, yeah. big Jack Henry playing you know and it was difficult because they were mostly on the back foot because they were going to be getting relegated you know and it's very very difficult for a striker but what you hear is they say yeah he's a centre forward who likes to play the channels and run the channels to get in the box between uh, defenders so I think Rangers need that anyway because if you've got number 10s as I've said they've got quite a lot of them you need the game stretch to create that space 
you know so you'd have to get someone that's wanting to get in the box and that's, listen I keep getting back to I like Cholak yeah. I know Rangers what do you think it is just the I don't know you know sometimes players are not great in the eye when you're doing training and things break down them but the one thing I can say about that boy every time I've seen him he's <laughs> he looks a threat. Yeah, yeah he looks a threat and his goal scoring record is excellent you know and maybe that becomes a player because you, listen you can't just go with one number nine mm-hmm. that's for sure and sure. unfortunately it's the most difficult place to get and they're the ones that cost you the most money some other news, Hearts and Hebs are looking to sign Dylan Levitt. Dundee United, of course, have gone down. It's no surprise, really. How highly do you rate him? I've been very impressed with what I've seen. I never knew much about him to watch them in the games last year. And to say, sometimes you can see in a struggling side that he lifted them, you know, and produced that little bit of quality. And I, I think he's a, a quality young player who you hope is only going to get better, you know, because I, I think you want other teams to be stronger. Yeah. You know, sure. as I say, I go back to my days, Hearts, Hibs, you name it, Dun United, Aberdeen, yeah. how well they were doing in Europe. All of them. You know, and you talk about that Hearts team when we won the league in 85, they'd went something like 22 games. That's right. You were... but they're, they're a fantastic team with John Roberts and Gary Mackay, David Bowman. Sorry. All these guys were excellent players. You know, all, all Scottish internationals um, at yep. that particular time. So you're the same with Aberdeen. And I'd make fantastic to get back to that. And that's why I keep going back to the youths and the B things there are too many substitutes because yeah. they would yeah. never have been substitutes they'd have moved to another club so the other clubs would have been stronger they'd have been playing at the other clubs mm. and that's what happened um, I'm hoping it gets back to that and yeah. that, as I say because the more spread of good young players we've got coming through makes the national team even stronger than we're just doing fantastic just now but that's what you want to look young Scottish players or young players yeah coming into the game give them a chance absolutely yeah. and they don't get a chance at this moment in time as soon as you've got 25 guys sitting in a squad I know. Yep. you know you'll never get an opportunity you're not 24 if you've not had a chance you're still a youngster I mean you had about 200 games on you at 24 you know in the first team and the things have changed now. and I feel, I feel a bit, bit difficult for really good young players who have not gotten that opportunity young man who is now a mature player but he did a lot for Aberdeen in the last few months Graham Shinney so he's back they've got the signing has done you think that's well, I think it is, isn't it obviously a, a good move for Barry Robson I, I really enjoyed working with him with the national team yeah. I thought he was a terrific kid what's he like I, I thought he was excellent I can see why Barry and you know people say oh he doesn't do this or he doesn't do that mm-hmm. he was an unbelievable professional right. who won't get the you talk about people who get the maximum out of their career yeah. and deserves every bit of he deserves, he deserves it because he's worked really, really hard. You know, he get what he's got. He's come back up the road. I thought he was a big difference for Aberdeen. He was a catalyst. I know Barry and that came in done really, but I thought he was a catalyst for what they'd done last year. And I, I re- as I say, I was really impressed with him as a young man, never mind as a footballer. And uh, I'm delighted for him. And it's, as I say, it's a fantastic signing for Aberdeen. Back to Celtic, they say, well, they're not saying it officially, but it's speculated that they would need 25 million if Kyogo is to go anywhere this summer. So I, don't, I haven't heard any update in the last few days, but the word is Brendan Rodgers is keen to keep him. Of course, yeah. As a manager, you want to keep your top goals going. He's a top, top quality player. But we know what the bottom line is at this moment in time. You're a bit concerned about the Saudis thing. You yeah. know, that that's the Saudi thing more than anything else because I don't think anybody would pay £25 million at this moment in time because you think of the career, career Kieran Tierney had at Celtic, right. the amount of European games he had, and I know he's a fullback. People are going to say he's a fullback, but such a strong position, an important position. Uh, so creative. Absolutely, yeah. at fullback. And all of a sudden they paid £20-odd million for yeah. Kieran at that particular time. I think, obviously, Kyogo, unless they come and blow it away again with silly money, He'll go a bit Celtic Park. Burnley have been interested in him, but they reckon 25 million might be just too rich for Vincent Company's team. Although anyone really in the Premier League in England can probably afford 25 million. Championship. Yeah. Oh, 
would pay you that now. Mm. It's, it's incredible. You, you, people laugh when you talk about it, but it's, it's incredible the finances down in the championship and it goes all the way down into the lower leagues. I know there's a boys on two and a half thousand pound who play part time. Part time? Yeah. But in the, the north and south divisions down there. 125,000 pounds a year? Yeah. You're kidding. On top of their job. Wow. There's not many people. Well, it's who, unbelievable. Who get that. Yeah, it's crazy, isn't it? But, but people yeah. laugh because I always concerns me because people think managers up here are lazy at times. They say, well, can you not go and get him? Or could you not go and get him? I say, yeah, go and see what his wages are. Right. It's another, it's another universe now, isn't it? <laughs> Absolutely. It, go and see what his wages yeah. are. That's, as I say, that's below the conference. That's below the conference, not that conference. What are you thinking about Celtic's tour to Japan and more specifically South Korea? So it was the, the O returning home. Wolves have pulled out Roma as well. Obviously, financial problems yeah. are, are the sponsors. And it's very difficult. And I can understand why the clubs, because pre-season's so important. You need to know where you're going. You know, and in our day, we used to go to Sweden, Switzerland, mm -hmm. whatever, Germany. And it was fantastic, Holland. And it was brilliant because even playing the non-league teams was so difficult, yeah. so physical, you know, and it was great. But it was two and a half weeks ball in intensity. I mean, it was three and four sessions a day. You'd get battered in the morning, you'd get battered in the afternoon, and then you'd play a game at night, you know, just yeah. to get your fitness yeah. up. That was what it was, you know, at that particular time. Now they've got to go all over the world to sell their name. I found that down in England more than up here. You know, Celtic didn't need to sell their right, name. Sure. When I went to Birmingham Villa and all, you were going to Asia and playing pre-season games in there, I didn't like that. No. I just thought there was a, too much razzmatazz around about it, the time difference, all these things come into it. And the players, you'd, they'd rather be in Europe to get used to their, get their body yeah. clock light. Sure. They don't know how hard they're working yeah. anyway. The food, small things like the food is so important. Yeah. All these things. Plus you had European football. Absolutely. It, quite, it was a big thing when oh, you were playing. It. Absolutely. It hopefully, as again for Celtic, it has been for Rangers as well. But that's a great point to be around Europe rather than the Far absolutely. East. Absolutely. And yeah. it was so, so important. We felt that, that that was important for us. And I know the world's changing. I know it's global. Yeah. But sometimes, and maybe the likes of Wolves and Roma, and that'll be delighted that the second part's not good. I know Celtic will be disappointed because yeah. it's part of your preparation. And obviously, there's a connection with Celtic. With O, yep. as you say, yep. I'm sure the Japan one will still, is still yes. on at this moment yep. in time. So they've got two games there, which is great. Mm -hmm. But they may end up having to come back now to play in Europe somewhere, which maybe help them exactly. in some respect. Yeah, so sure. uh, thankfully, they've had a little bit of time to maybe get organised and uh, they can prepare for that. I'm sure people will open their arms to bring Celtic to come and play against them. You know the voice, that's Peter Grant. 0808 17 17 700. Peter's here until 6 Tonight, we're going to take a quick break. That's us uh, up to date with the transfers. But yeah, that is the breaking news. Rangers have agreed in principle that uh, Desers will probably be coming to Ibrox. And Marco Tilio is also now coming to Glasgow. He's coming to Celtic. Transfer Roundup on the Go Radio Football Show with CSD Air Conditioning. Experienced installers of air conditioning systems. The Go Radio Football Show. The countdown to the new season is underway. Let's go! The close season is over for the Rangers players. They're back today. Auchin Howie, some pictures there. I can see James Tavernier, or Tavernier, as you call him, <laughs> Peter Grant. I keep getting mixed up. I'm not being but, disrespectful. No, I know, you, no, I know you're not. No, no, you're not alone. A lot of people say that as well. Barry always English. smiles. No, indeed. <laughs> Great footballer though, Peter Grant. <laughs> I've got that in the script here. Thanks, um, Paul. <laughs> uh, and Celtic are back on Monday. You scored 20-odd goals, actually, normally from outside the box, wasn't it? We were speaking uh, with James just yeah, before the show. people laugh because I think it was about three or four times I ended up in goal of the season, yeah. you know, in the top three. 
And I say, well, what are you surprised at? Because I scored 20 odd goals, I says, but they were all from out the box. So yeah. they had to near off the Screamers. goals of the season. <laughs> I see Andy Murray's training there, getting ready for Wimbledon. Can you believe it's 10 years since he won it the first time he won it in 2013 and 2016? Do you like the tennis? I do. I love yeah. watching it, you know. And I, I was fortunate enough when I was at film, I lived in Wimbledon for so <laughs> during that period and the tennis wow. was on. I, yeah. I used to love it. And I, I'm delighted to see Andy. It shows you somebody about guts. Doesn't matter how much money you've got, you know, he's got a sore hip. We've got a new hip and everything, but the work he puts in and the, the effort he put in, and I was absolutely chuffed, as you say, 10 years ago when he won the competitions. It was fantastic to see. Football, sport in general, tennis, there's great people, aren't there? Oh, At all absolutely. levels. And we're about to speak to the son of. Uh, the late great Paul Kelly who was involved at Partick Thistle he was the trust manager and he did loads round Firhill and uh, everyone lost him in Covid yeah. as so many people did and his son Kevin is coming on the line because there's a major tournament this weekend at Peters Hill and you've got a connection with that Peter Grant yeah. but let's welcome Kevin to the programme good evening Kevin Good evening, guys. How are you e- doing? Evening, Kevin. Yeah, we're well, thank you. And this weekend, it'll be a mixture of emotions for you. You'll be proud that people are coming together in memory of your dad. Um, but also, it'll be hard to believe still. Tell us a little bit about your dad. Well, uh, you're absolutely right. It, it, it certainly will be a mixture of emotions, but I think the amount of interest that's been shown in, in this tournament and what we've put together this weekend has given us real solace, you know. It gives us real comfort and shows the, the kind of person he was. Um, you know, he, he played he played for Clyde. He, he had a, a good, decent career in the in the kind of lower leagues of Scotland. Um, played in Hong Kong, but you know, in his latter years, it, it was all about the community. You know, my dad was just he made sure that people were all right. That was what he used to say. You know, you just need to make sure they're all right, and if somebody needs help, you help them regardless of their situation. And uh, and that's been shown throughout the work they've done with Partick Thistle Charitable Trust. You know, I think through through the pandemic, they delivered something like 40-odd thousand meals to, to people who are living in isolation and in deprivation um, to, to make sure that people were able to sustain health and have sustainability effectively, you know. And, and he always used football as a tool to bring people together. And we over this weekend, we are, we are trying to do that as well by by bringing teams together that he played for and had, mm-hmm. had good friends and good relationships at um, to, to provide a pre-season tournament for teams to get ready for the season coming, you know. Kevin, Peter, just, you, you know, when you hear 40,000 meals, you know, in this day and age, in this society, it's just a scandal, isn't it, that it's needed. And we needed people like Paul and the people around there who rallied to help the poorest during the pandemic. You look at like when you were talking about Paul there and you think... If we get out for an hour, we're complaining because we're only allowed out for an hour. And we're only trying to look after ourselves and never mean anyone else. And we thought we were doing okay, clapping at eight o'clock at night. And there was a hell of a lot of people suffering and really difficult, not just with not being able to eat, the loneliness. And you've got guys like Paul going out there to change all that. And without waving a flag and everybody else telling, well, he's doing a great job and wanting that pat in the back. And... The thing that Kevin can be proud of is the fact, even simple thing like tomorrow, you know, everybody wants to come and play, everybody wants to be there, wants to be there. You know, the teams want to be there, the players want to play in it. It's part of a pre-season. Now they're looking after young players, trying to get careers going. Mm-hmm. So it continues. And football is very special like that. And people talk about us as managers or coaches or whatever, why do you want to stay involved in it? Because of things like this. You know, because these guys, the amount of work that goes on in the background for the youngest age groups, the, the amount of hours they spend with them, the kids, 
not just in the football field, but learning them life yeah. skills, as in being nice to each other, look after each other, help each other. That's irreplaceable. And that's something that Kevin and I'm sure his family I'll be so proud of in the respect of that. And I'm sure you are, Kevin, and obviously tomorrow I was, hoping to, get, I was hoping to get there, but yep. my two, well, obviously but Peter's will be fit yes. to play. Raymond's out, he's a yep. he's a cruciate at this moment in time, but both of them will be there. I've got to watch his dog, unfortunately. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I, 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 I thought I was going as well, but then he went back and you then. So Kevin, the Go Radio audience want to hear. So tomorrow and Sunday, when who's gonna be there? So it effectively starts tonight. We have a we have an over forties game who are all you know friends of my dad's and mm-hmm. people that wanted to be involved, people that have kind of paid forty pound to be involved, and all the all the donations going to Partick Thistle Charitable Trust. Mm-hmm. Now what I would say is that David Gault, who some of you may know, um, he was a captain at uh, um, Queens Park. Yeah, yeah, yeah under young been, Peter, he was young Peter's uh, uh, captain. Aye, that's right, that's right. He's been a really, really big driving force for us. David and I are very good friends and, and he had a very good relationship with my dad as well, working with him at the Trust. But he's been a very, very big driver of us for, for us this weekend and, and been able to put this on. So over 40s tonight un, with an under 40s game at 8 o'clock and then the big events over Saturday and Sunday are Caledonian Locomotives will play against Clyde. Who, Caledonian Locomotives used to be Rossville uh, Juniors. Oh, yeah. Sort of now changed their name. Um, myself and my um, coaches John McGowan, and Stephen Saunders, mm-hmm. uh, we take that Caledonian Locomotives team in the West of Scotland League. Mm-hmm. Um, and then after that, at four o'clock, the St Rocks. So what time's the first one? Game. What times? One o'clock. One, one o'clock. One okay. o'clock yep. 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 And then a four o'clock kickoff between Glasgow, Perthshire, and St Rocks. Obviously, my dad had a really good affiliation uh, with St Rocks, being there twice and being manager there, player there. Wow. And obviously, when when he passed away, he was manager and I was just, I was his assistant there. You know, so it, it was important that we really we really hammered home about you know this was about community and and togetherness and making sure that like like he would have wanted football was a tool to to bring people together to celebrate rather than to rather than to uh, commiserate effectively. Yeah. You know. And I take it anyone can come along and pay at the gate tonight, tomorrow, yep. Sunday. Everything, yep. everything's, everything's done by donation. Everything's oh, a donation. Wonderful. No set prices, nothing. You just come to the gate. If you've not, if you even if you don't want to pay, just get yourself in. Be part of what we're trying to do here. There's food and drink, but uh, the most important is that there's a spectacle, spectacle on the pitch that that brings people together and, and gives everybody a chance. And like you say, you know, some some of these boys. They'll play tomorrow. Will will hopefully just be starting out their careers in the game, and it'll be good to be able to say, you know, I seen him in his first game for Clyde or Caledonian locomotives, and and hopefully we see these some of these boys in Sky Sports soon, you know. And Peter, you're the man that you know so many people. You, you'll hear it, Kevin, on this program. Peter Grant, having been at Fulham and you know Norwich and places you've been, West Ham, obviously Celtic and other clubs. You know so many people in the game, that, uh, and and everyone starts out somewhere. Well, the biggest thing in football for me was. The places I've been, the people I've met, I would never, ever have done it in my life if it wasn't down to football. That's yeah. fact. And as I say, I went to Norwich at 32 years of age. I thought I'd been there for five minutes. Me going to England, I had no family in England, nothing. I ended up being down there for 26 years. You know, but the, the, the people you get to know, the people you speak to, the young players you see coming through doing fantastically well now who are young kids, you know, it's incredible actually. I mean, a, a small story, a quick story, talk about Eddie Howe doing fantastically well. 
Eddie was my teammate, but Eddie was only about 18 at Bournemouth yeah. at, the, at the time. But the full backroom staff was our team that got promoted at Wem um, uh, was it Millennium or Wembley? I can't remember. We won the playoff, and there was about 80 day boys are all Eddie's backroom staff. That shows you how close knit young players they'll always remember, they'll remember the things that Kevin, they'll remember the things that Paul do for them now. Good, bad, and different. Because you let them down once, they'll always sure. remember that. You know, but if you try and help them, they will never forget you. And as I say, the phone goes, you get texts with yeah. people, you ask asking you this. And that's why you want to be involved in of football. Course. So you could get tickets maybe for Kevin for the trust. We'll see what we absolutely, can do. Absolutely. I'm not going to try and put it on you, Peter. We'll try and do <laughs> no, something. Yeah, absolutely. Kevin, we'll, we'll make a donation. Yep. Yeah, absolutely. Oh, absolutely. Okay. Kevin, how do you how do you want the money to be spent then? I just want that whatever whatever money comes in needs to go back out into the community. It's just about helping others to be able to get through day to day life. Whether it's yeah. they need they need somewhere to go, they need somewhere to sleep, but need somewhere to eat. Whatever it may be, as long as long as people in the community who are suffering for isolation, deprivation, whatever it may be, as long as it can it can provide a path to help them and, mm-hmm. and help them survive, whatever which way it may be. There's one thing I'd like to say. Your father will be so proud. I know he would have been proud of you anyway, but your father will be so proud of what you're carrying on. It's not easy to continue to do that. It's easy to think, well, that was my dad. I'm slightly different, you know, and whatever. But you'll be looking down upon you with great pride and, and you're looking at that tomorrow. I'm starting tonight, as you say. Yeah, be looking down with great pride, and that's something you should be proud of yourself. Never mean anything else. I really appreciate that, Peter. No. I mean, I, I must say it's 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 much easier when you've got good people around you. You know, yeah, and, for and sure. you to surround yourself with good people. People like David and Jim O'Brien, who's been a big a big influence and helped me through it all as well. You know, they've they've been re- really really good people along with family. You know, that's that's what you need. So absolutely, we just need to we just need to continue. But thanks very much for that. No, it's a pleasure. Thanks for coming on, Kevin. So it's Peter Sill Park. I've played in that, Peter Grant. He laughs at me at my football. Because you know what it's like with professionals, <laughs> Kevin. If you ever say that you play football, they go, all right, okay. Well, I yeah. used to get watch Stevie yes. Fulton's dad uh-huh. go and play there. As he was dad. He was, yeah. he was a striker. <laughs> yeah. Norrie. Norrie was a right. top goal scorer for Peter Hill Juniors yeah. and we wee Wally Maguire Fairdry. Both right. of them were the strike partnership and Peter Hill were phenomenal <laughs> then. And I used to go there thinking it was Wembley. Of course, yeah. It was a big park and a big grass pitch and I used to think, this is some place I'd love to play. Mm-hmm. Well, there were 5,000. I played in a charity game, a radio game. And listen, I hope we get that tonight. So what times kick off tonight? The, the over-40s games at quarter past six and the under-40s games at eight, eight o'clock. Kevin, Perfect. listen, have a great weekend. You'll be so proud uh, of people coming together in memory of your dad. And as you say, helping those that need it most. Thanks so much, Absolutely. Kevin. All the very Thanks, best, guys. Kevin. Hope Good it goes great. Cheers. Thank you. Cheers. Thank you. Cheers, cheers, cheers. Peter's Hill Park. I know. I remember it. Honestly, I think I, th- I said the gyms were about eight thousand there. Honestly, yeah. I, I used to. I was like, I always thought it was my a head it was like, but it was yeah. always like a big bowl to me. Uh-huh. It yeah. looked like a big bowl. Maybe it was never, but that's what it yeah. seemed to me. And I used to love going there and watching because Wally was my cousin, obviously, and young uh, Stevie Fulton's dad. I was only about six, seven. Mm-hmm. And used to go along to it, and I used to think, wow. And I think they, I'm not sure, yeah. but I think they used to play the, some of the junior cup finals there. It was oh, such a good pitch. Oh, yeah. You know, at the particular, maybe I'm 100% wrong, but Peter Silver were a fantastic side at that time. For, for sure. I remember playing against Jimmy Bone as well in a game. Remember the ex. You'll not forget. Well, exactly. And somebody <laughs> said, oh, come on, this is a friendly. So there's no such thing as a friendly. <laughs> That's definitely Jimmy. Yeah, clown or something. He said, there's no such thing. Kevin, as nice a word as that. <laughs> thanks so much. People are coming on just to check then. So, Peter's Hill Park, you heard it from 6.15 tonight. There's the over 40s. Uh, there's another game as well and then tomorrow uh, the game you've been invited to go along 
as well because uh, Clyde against yeah. the locals tomorrow yeah. at uh, one and then there's a game at four o'clock as well fantastic yeah thanks fantastic work with them all as you say David Galt I know he's yep. a very big champion of David and he's a fantastic young man so I'm sure the work he's been on not going to miss either the Go Radio Football Show subscribe to the Go Radio YouTube channel for our latest videos let's go Thanks, Chris, for the traffic and travel. This is Paul Cooney on Go Radio, the football show, with Peter Grant. The new season. It's not that far away, Peter, is it? Although we're still we're still in June, only just. I told you that, Paul, when you're champions, you're only champions for a few weeks. Yeah, just about over. <laughs> you're ready to run again. The and back, that's what you've got to yeah. do, your preparation comes now. What you do now, and people always used to say, yeah. make sure you get into pre-season training. Yeah. Make sure you do your pre-season, because if you miss pre-season training, it's very difficult to catch up. I know it's slightly different now, the way they train. But in our particular day, yeah. it was that was tough. Where were you? Were you Magaluf and all that? So where the yeah, the, when we went out to the first year, <laughs> the first boys' trip was somewhere like Magaluf with Big Alexi Bailey was oh, one of the yeah, boys that was on the trip. Big Alexi, yeah. there was about three. Yeah. Was my young boy called John McClendon. John uh-huh. was a fantastic yeah. boy, and the three of us went to somewhere like Magaluf. I swear to God, I yeah. thought it was other part of the world. Yeah, right, yeah. I was the worst dresser ever. Everything like that, uh, you know. You couldn't remember all your gear. And then Magaluf was <laughs> something different. I must admit, <laughs> at that particular time. Well, somebody was asking for you from Spain today, Davy. Proven. I spoke oh, to Davey Mark was player. over there and he says uh, just remind Peter that I said come on move out of the way <laughs> let me take the free kick and of course it was the 100th Scottish Cup final yeah, Dundee a, United were one up he was unbelievable uh, Davey what a fantastic player I mean it was funny somebody sent us uh, it was Mo's first game uh, first goal sorry at Tanadice right. for Celtic mm-hmm. and Davey's danced by about two or three put a fantastic cross and he had a hand in the two other goals because he's touched the ball in Murdo uh-huh. and Murdo's Lasted one in with his right foot, yeah. and he's touched a free kick to me. And I've lashed one in with my right foot. Wow. So it was two free uh-huh. kicks and a cross, and Davey was involved in the three goals. But what a fantastic player he was. Yeah, again, his career ended too early. You it know. Did, didn't he it? showed a lot more caps as well. He was a fantastic. Sure. I mean, we played in Atletico Madrid yet again with a fantastic result over the, they were the champions in Spain at the time. And Davey was brilliant that night. He put a great ball in. We drew 1 1. He put a great ball in for Mo Johnson to score again with a header. But a, a phenomenal player and phenomenal set play. Taker, and obviously I'll be remembered with the great Frank McGarvey, the two of them oh, in the cup right. final, yep. you know. Yep. Um, How was it? 15 minutes to go, Dundee United. Celtic didn't play well at all. I remember the game, we were covering it, and then that free kick, 1-1, and then the last touch of the ball in Frank McGarvey's career, was it Roy Aitken down the right? Yep. Cross in, Cross. and Frank put a header, he couldn't place it with his hands any better, against a top-quality goalkeeper, Hamish McAlpine, who many people forget, came to Celtic for a small period of time. I'd forgotten. Did yeah. he? Yeah, Hamish was like there. Hamish, but, did United, uh, Hamish, Alan Roth, and all right, that. Of course. They all yeah, came, because yeah. Big Packy was struggling with a back injury. He was. Hamish Papa was a fantastic, right. fantastic yep. man as well, you know. We're seeing it on Sky there. They're showing you the champion Celtic there just a few short weeks ago, lifting that trophy. They got a treble uh, in the last few weeks. Rangers have, what, is that six signings now of the summer? And number seven maybe on the way, because the news is that they've agreed in principle with the Cremonese striker, Cyril uh, Deserts, who's coming. All these new names coming into the game, and it's Celtic Marco Tilio arriving from Melbourne, 21 years old. Is that a project more? Maybe the fact that probably not. No. I don't. I think Brendan. You look at Brendan statistically, he likes young players to be able to play. You know, and he wouldn't mm-hmm. bring people in. I think it's changed since Brendan was there the last time about the players that's coming in and having the balance uh, correct. I think that's always important for the way you want to play. So I, I believe there have been a couple of changes anyway. You know, so now that, as I say, Celtic have had Brendan coming in, you know, you have Talio coming in, I'm yep. sure you'll have a few more. You've had Rangers had six in, plus two at the end of the season. 
So there's a lot of changes going to be going on in the pitch, you know. So it's interesting, and it's great for us because it spices everything up. And who's going to be playing well, and who's these players that's going to surprise you? How's Brendan's team going to play, and how's everybody going to react? And as I say, I'm sure Celtic have got a few more signs up their sleeve as well, you know. And it was who'd have thought Jota was going to be away, you know. So things change all the time, and that's what we say about football, Paul. And it surprises you; you get surprised yourself because nothing surprises you in football. No, that's the headline tonight. We talked about it yesterday, but I understand that the deal is done, and Jota will be heading, and not in the wing, but on the wings of a plane. <laughs> Heading for the Middle East, age 24. What a player he has been for Celtic. Came on loan the first season. A great piece of business. So wasn't it to get that six and a half million pound and then pay it? Because Celtic are going to make, if it's 25 million, somewhere between 20 and 25, Benfica get, what, 30% of yeah, it? Probably 17 and a half. But you reckon, 17. wow, 17 million. But the funny thing was, a friend of mine was telling me, and it was fact, yes. that Jota was offered to Rangers prior to coming to Celtic the first time. Yeah. Uh, when he was at Benfica and Rangers knocked it back so you talk about making wrong decisions at certain mm -hmm. times and we're not saying he'd have been done the same for Rangers and Rangers probably looked at and thought they'd Ryan Kent at that particular yeah. time mm -hmm. but um, the person involved was a Rangers man and offered him at Rangers and they said no they didn't need him at that particular time and he ended up I think I'm not sure if it was the actual same window he ended up at Celtic but it just shows you the amount of money Celtic have made from it yeah. and mm -hmm. a fantastic piece of business and listen we're disappointed to see him go and I, I, you see Celtic supporters saying, don't get too close to the players or yeah, the manager yeah. singing their name. Listen, I've always said, enjoy everybody when they're there. You know, if they move on, it doesn't matter. As long as they try and bring you success and do their job, enjoy them while they're there because we know it's always changing. You're always about the badge, changing. not the, the name in the back. That, that's always. There's a lot of kids always shot on it. Although the new strip, have you seen it today? Yeah. On social I, media. I, What's this with black I, on I, it? I was always, I'm always green and white, but I like to keep those... And I know football will change because... As, it's ironic, someone sent yeah. me and said that, do you know you scored the first ever goal for Celtic with a sponsor on the front? Oh, did you? Yes, yeah, C.R. Smith. Seemingly, it was against Dundee. Okay. Um, it was a penalty kick, 3-2 oh. at uh, Dens Park. Right. And I was, I'd never even thought of anything like that, but that shows you how football has changed. You talk about sponsorships and that. Now, that was the first time in when would that have been? I don't know when that would have been, because Brian McClare, I think, scored that. Day. No, in mm -hmm. fact... God rest you've it was Tommy. Was it Tommy Burns? Tommy yeah. and John Calhoun. Oh, yeah, my goodness. And you know the, wow. the secret it was? We missed a penalty. Matt oh. Reid missed a penalty. Yeah. John Bomber Brown went up and missed a penalty. Yeah. And then we got another penalty and I scored it. Wow. And I was young. Danny told me to go up and take it. And you I was two youngest. penalties. Who was the referee? Oh, I know exactly. <laughs> get sacked after it. Steady. <laughs> <laughs> He's joking. Um... <laughs> Great days. Oh. Right, I need to ask you though. Right, first day of training for Rangers today. So they'll, they'll be finished now. Celtic have got it on Monday. And I know the players are probably fitter now than they were then. Yeah, no. the way the game is. Oh, they're not. No. Okay, right. Oh, you're not having that no, one. No, I'm not having that. Okay, all oh, right. No, definitely not. At different times now, but 100%. Nobody had outrun us. Nobody had, at that particular time, with or without the ball, and still wouldn't have if we'd have trained the same way. Honestly, Paul, some of the training we'd done was the hardest you've ever done. You know, ever. And I mean... Sometimes you'd be going two and a half weeks, but for the two and a half weeks, you'd be doing three sessions of running. And I mean, yeah. sometimes you'd go down, you thought it was just a bit of tightness and all that. But little did you know you'd a tear and all this sort of... You just didn't Who know. trained you hardest then? Of all the managers and coaches that you had, who was the... Frank Connor? Yeah, me Frank was phenomenal. <laughs> as I, I, I mean, I was under 16 at the time when I was... Remember, um, I was still playing under 16 when I was yeah. full-time. And I was going to train with the, the senior players and whatever. Yeah. God almighty. Yeah. 
You know what I mean? But it wasn't even time then, Paul. You just ran to you were sick. You know, <laughs> that, that, that was Jock how... Wallace did that with Rangers, didn't oh, he? Oh, but it uh, was. Gullen, was I bet it was yep. phenomenal. But as I say, I, I still... They talk about character building at that particular time, and it probably was. But as I say, no, the, the funny thing, and I've spoken about it before on here, we weren't allowed a drink of water. And I mean, we were You weren't allowed? No. Why? I feel a tin of drink of water. I remember, God rest, <laughs> Big Billy. Yeah. We were running around Celtic Park, we have been doing horseshoes, knocking down the old... Rangers end you remember the stairs at the back so it was a phenomenal run it was the hardest run really really difficult run and there was a wee sprinkler on the pitch doing the, for the seed at that particular yeah. time we were going to alone trying to get a drink from it and Big Billy shouting at him if I see one of you taking a drink out of that he's going to yeah. be here to the night and we laugh so we didn't realise Paul honest to God I used to come off training shaking but I didn't realise what it was because you'd weigh yourself before you went out. I'd be coming in eight pounds down. And eight. That's eight pounds down. Wow. I, but I would be shaking. But I didn't realise I was dehydrated. Course, because yeah. we, we didn't know at that particular sure. time, you know what I mean? But that was the way training was, and that was the way you were judged. And it used to be, everybody was rattling with bin bags on, everything like that, because yeah. you'd take the first two weeks as you talk about going on your holidays, whatever. Yeah. But the next four weeks you were running like a deer, yeah. on your own, because okay. you're thinking... I better get back there. The only person I could honestly say was Big Peter Latchford. Big Peter oh, Latchford. Yeah. Nothing disturbed him. <laughs> no, no, Big Peter keeper. didn't care how yeah. far he was. <laughs> but it was fantastic times. But Joe Jordan oh. really trained us hard. Did Joe, he? Joe yeah, when, when he was Liam's Liam. assistant. Yeah. Oh, dear. Mm. Yeah. Because he'd been Italian, AC Milan. Yeah, yeah. All the Italian stuff. The Giocatori. Yeah, yeah, oh, everything. You know, it was Joe phenomenal, Jordan, phenomenal yeah. running. You know. Sad Gordon McQueen, wasn't it? Yeah. Just the funeral. Great to see so many people there Absolutely. paying respects Absolutely. to him. Phenomenal player. As well as Jim. person. Yeah. Indeed, you know, so could... really disappointing. And Craig, and Craig Brown. Brown. Yeah. Wow. You knew him so well. Yeah, well, yeah. since I was 12, I knew Craig. And he invited me down with under 15s, believe it or not. And I remember him. Him and Andy Roxburgh were so far ahead. I used to think, you know, bringing coaches in to coach young players on the basics of left and right foot at that particular time. Were they? And, yeah. Oh, yeah. I, I, I'm trying to remember. Carol Hines-Heger got it. It's just come in my yeah, mind. Yeah. He brought a, a coach, was one world-famous Carol Hines-Heger got, and taking him down to Largs, and we were doing all the coaching with him. And as I say, I always thought Craig and Andy were way Craig ahead again. and didn't yeah. get the respect because people always used to think of me as teachers yeah. you know but they were teachers phenomenal football mm -hmm. teachers and I think that was the biggest thing for them you know and it tells you the way their careers went and what they'd done in their careers yeah. tells you how clever they were and they, they were well ahead of the game Your old team Celtic have been taking much of the attention the last few weeks with Brendan Rodgers uh, arriving as manager for the second time round and it starts on Monday although of course there's signings going on anyway from the football department what do you think they need and the money coming for Jota which will be maybe you know, 17 million to them what do you think Celtic are going to be looking for now what, what do they really really need well if you're talking about Jota going yeah. there's your wide plan you man. You've got some boys there, mm -hmm. Haksabanovic and yes. whatever. Chance for him. Chance, yeah. opportunity. Mm -hmm. You know, they've got to step up. How can, can he take it? That's up to, I think he's a talented player. He's not got the speed. Yeah. I think he's better on the left-hand side than he is on the right because he can't get by. He's not got that pace to take you by. But when he plays on the left-hand side, I think he's a fantastic mm -hmm. player. He sees pictures when he comes inside, can score goals. But as I say, Brendan's teams are slightly different. You know, so it'll be interesting to see how they play. How will the fullbacks play? Will they still come in the pitch and play in that area of the pitch? Does that change everything? You know, so you, you don't know. And as I say, Brendan will have his own ideas, I'm sure. They've been working really hard, looking at players and the balance of the squad. Maybe Jota's a bit of a surprise because I don't think anybody in England would have paid £25 million for him. So I think they'd have thought that had been 
comfortable at this moment in time and you don't think Saudi Arabia have not been singing a lot of young ones no. so you're thinking Jota maybe about the picture there but obviously his agent's done a fantastic job there for him but I'm sure Celtic will be looking to think 25 million for 6 million okay and maybe make 17 million out of it okay they would, don't want to lose the player but unfortunately finances and we know what it's like if somebody wants to go as soon as they get that and the kids on I don't know how much money Paul will be on but if they're offering them 10 million pounds a year do you think there's going to be a big name coming soon? Although it's hard to see what's a big name in the Scottish context, given you know the budgets you hear, you know Madison at forty million, which is probably a steal. They're saying, I mean, forty million would be an entire budget up here for two teams. Absolutely, two and I've teams. said that to you. You know, it's yeah. very difficult. We know would know that the players would like to come, yeah. and that's why I always say, just put us in the Premier League in England. Yeah. It'd be a lot more attraction to Celtic Football Club and. That, that absolutely no doubt of that then you'd be talking about you could be affording the Madisons because they'd be wanting to come in and play in a Celtic and all that sort of stuff but because obviously in the Scottish League people look upon it completely different and the finances are obviously phenomenal you're talking about Declan Rice 105 sure. wow. million yeah. is he worth it? in England they are now ah, sure people would say ball winning midfield player okay he's, I really like him I think there's things in his game that you obviously you, could, you want to make better yeah. as a young man but what I really like about him he plays with a personality yeah you know, and he gave everything for yeah, West Ham, didn't he? I, I think he, he plays he, with a bit of personality, sure. Paul. I think people forget how important that is. You know, when you're playing with clubs, you have to go out there and think, well, I'm the best. Yeah, yeah I look at it for a coaching point. Oh, he leaves too much room there. He gets too far across the pitch. He should yeah. be, do it, use it. Can he play that one that breaks the line better instead but, of playing square? But he gives everything. Oh, but, but, but he's got a personality. Yeah, he, hand, sure. he handled the pressure. I mean, you heard the chairman talking about the fact that over last year, I think he's knocked back 10 million in wages. Mm because he never went last year and he didn't get his, his contract renewed because they'd offered him, the chairman said, £200,000 a week and the kid knocked it back. So fair play to him. And you would never have known that in a game that he was saving no, himself. Sure. He wanted to give everything to try and win. And I think you've got to tip your hat to David Moyes the way he handled it as well with him. In the last 90 seconds, what about Rangers? What do you expect to see then? I think Michael Beale will be pleased with the business so far. No, I'm looking forward to the way they play mm -hmm. because as I, say, I know the players, the Dowells and all of these guys, and as I say, you, you want these guys to be fit. That, that's my, as I say, the yeah. question marks you've always had. And I know that's never easy because sometimes we don't get these guys if they're fully fit and they've played all their games as we're talking about yeah. financially. But it'll be interesting, you know what I mean? And listen, I'm looking forward to Celtic as well because that's completely different. You know, with Brendan going in. Yeah. You know, so that'll be completely different as well. So all I'm looking for is good players coming in and obviously, I hope Celtic, obviously, we get remain being number one for sure. That'll never change. But as I say, I'm really looking forward to them playing as well and seeing the new Nessie Rangers and see the challenge that they're going to put up. Yep, Rangers start at Kilmarnock on the 5th of August. Celtic, the lunchtime kickoff against Ross County at Celtic Park. Met some amazing people and friends last night. There was a big celebration for Willie and Susan. Uh, it was just really special. And lots of people telling me, Peter, they listen to the Go Radio Football Show every night. And I want to thank each and every one of you. People were buzzing about the show. Oh, but it's great to hear. So listen, honest, I think we yeah. try and be honest and talk about football the way because it's, it's easy to criticise yeah. we'll give an opinion why we yeah. criticise I think that's important we don't just say oh he's rubbish we say well this is what we don't think he let yourself down with and I think that's important and we'll back managers and people think because they're a friend no because we know what they're going through because they know there's a situation in the background and that's what we try and give you know not one of these ones that you just say ah oh, he's rubbish sorry okay thanks very much because results dictate because everybody can't win you know of course but you know yeah. the work they're putting in trying to win 
That's the hour has come and gone. Thanks again. Last night was amazing. Thank you for that. Um, next week on Monday night, Andy Walker's going to be here with Rob McLean. Ooh, so they'll be here on Monday. Two. The top two. two. <laughs> uh, looking forward to listening to that. Have a great weekend. And remember, Peter's Hill Park tonight, tomorrow, Sunday as well. And that wonderful tournament going on in memory of Paul Kelly. Well done, Kevin. Kevin. So trust, but Kevin and everyone involved in that get along there make a donation and it's going to help people in the north of Glasgow and beyond thanks so much The Go Radio Football Show subscribe to the Go Radio YouTube channel for our latest videos Let's go